Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Um, we have got quite a treat for you today, uh, especially for, for those of you out there who have been uh, listening to us from the very beginning. Uh, for, for many of you um, who are brand new, uh, you may not know this gentleman, but you're, you're going to soon come to know him very, very soon. This is Dave. Dean Force Adams is on the microphone with me right now, and um, we are, we are going to be talking about uh, Skyrim Switch and uh, a little bit of Skyrim VR. Um, in just a minute, um, and we'll we'll kind of go into a little bit on uh, this and that for for Thanksgiving coming up this week, and why we're doing another microblog. Um, but first, I uh, I just want to say, uh, Dave, welcome back to the show. Hey, how are you doing? Great, man. Great. It's uh, it's fantastic getting you yeah. back. I'm uh, I picked up Skyrim on the Switch, and I can't put it down. Yeah. So literally, like it's in my hand right now. I see it. I see it. It's uh, let me take it. Hold <laughs> it up um, now. Now, Dave, you uh, D Dave and I are on Skype right now, and we're doing the video thing. Um, so uh, so let me let me take a look at that. Hold that up for me for for just a second. God, that that switch is really. I can't believe that is a Nintendo console. It's a freaking yeah, full on and playing Skyrim. Yeah. All right. Uh, no issues. Okay, I shouldn't say no issues because it is a Bethesda game. Sure. So well, those it's are already features. crashed on me twice. We call those features, Dave. <laughs> features. You've been from. You've been to, uh, away from the show too long. Yeah. Those the B in Bethesda stands for bugs. <laughs> Bug Thesda. <laughs> when was the last time we you were on an episode of uh, of ESOTR? When when was this? Oh Lord. Um. God, I mean, we've talked since then. Sure, but it has we, been a while. We had we had the YouTube series, right? Let's be heroes. We were doing yeah. that, and then and then that we, was the last thing we were doing, right? And then it got complicated. We couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, um, which I'm still working a job doing 11 hours a day. Yeah, so, which I had the time. Congratulations, by the way, on on a fantastic job and. You uh, you got a girl now, right? Yeah, wow. which is going well, surprisingly. Great. That's great. Um, how, how she puts up with me? Well, you're a lovable guy. I mean, I put up with you for years. No. no. <laughs> 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 but it's been years since you've been on on ESOTR. So probably been about two years now. Yeah. Uh, probably, I think more than that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because last year, last year we were doing it was the beginning of the uh, the year too. We were doing Let's Be Heroes. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you've you've checked, but we got totally got rid of the YouTube channel. Yeah, I I saw something about that. Yeah, we got rid of that. Yeah. Um, after after just you know us doing Let's Be Heroes and that like seeing how that just didn't work. Um, it wasn't working for us. It was like you know what, this is just this is just not our thing, man. It's just not our thing at all. So, so we went back to radio. And That's good. Do you remember, like, our when we used to when we talked about it? Um, do you remember what our our previous podcast numbers were like? Yeah. Okay. Double that. Uh, yeah. Double. Yeah. Since we got That's rid of the good. YouTube, that means you're you're walking the right path. Keep it up. Yeah. Um. I'm stoked i'm super excited but that also means that that probably half our audience has never heard you before 
it very likely and yeah uh god help them Um, for those of you out there who, who uh, are just being introduced today for the first time, um, go check it before they leave iTunes, okay? Because we, we hit we hit 300, um, 300 episodes on, on the iTunes feed. We've got 300 podcast enclosures. So that means once you hit 300, or 299 I think it is, they start getting rid of all the oldest stuff. That's crappy. It is. I'm not happy about it at all. I'm actually gonna um I'm gonna take a look right now. Um in the uh, the iTunes store and I'll tell you like the oldest episode. But but listen to the oldest episodes that we have there and you'll you'll hear Dave and um and our, our you know our oldest cast, our previous cast, and there's some there's some there's some gold on there, guys. There's some shit, but there's some gold. <laughs> Oh yeah, and a lot of the gold. You have to wade through the um, gold to to see. It, there wasn't a whole lot of shit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that we we had some brilliant, brilliant stuff on on those old those old episodes. Um, yeah, two hundred ninety nine uh, in total. So our wow, um, the uh, the oldest episode that we have on there now is episode sixteen, Wabajackin. Oh my God, that's March, close to when I first joined. Yeah, yeah. March twenty second, two thousand twelve was when we uh, was when Joe, Joe uploaded that. Huh. Um, that's a while back. It is. It is pretty soon. Our uh, pretty soon our Maluka episode is going to be bye bye. That's scary. I remember having the well. You know, she was an amazing singer. Yeah. So. Yeah. What I had to do during that episode was to, um, during our break, I challenged her to the only way I knew how to defeat her, which was a drawing contest. Because in any other fashion, she would have had me. What are you talking about? We drew drawings of dragons. (laughs) I vaguely, I vaguely. I vaguely remember this. So I, I actually noticed that I was playing the Switch, and I heard Maluka singing. Yeah, and you're like, I totally beat your ass in a drawing contest, girl. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, this is great. Oh my god. So, um, <laughs> well, it's 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 really a treat having you back, and um, so this this was actually Liz Liz's idea. She was like, um. She found out. I saw on Twitter that um, mm-hmm. you were you you bought a uh, a Nintendo Switch, which I, I had no idea about. It's been a while since since you and I had a chance to, to kind of connect. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, well, so pre ordered the Switch. Did you really? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm a Nintendo fanboy. You know this. I, I do know this. I'm not that so, surprised, but right. I mean, I had the Switch on pre order. I had money set aside for different things especially this and um this was like my big thing i've been hoping for and let me tell you man um you see this thing right here yeah the switch that you're holding up i pooped with this oh did you (laughs) oh yes (laughs) that's a piece of information i could have gone the rest of my life without knowing and been okay no no no. you don't understand oh no i don't experienced life (laughs) 
<laughs> until you have pooped, holding a switch, playing Skyrim. There is nothing more sweet in life than the pure joy you get of shooting a man while pinching one off. There is nothing more beautiful. No, no, no. Here I thought reading the New Testament on the toilet was pretty beautiful. <laughs> I gotta, and now I have to get a, I have to get a, a Nintendo Switch and experience this, 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 uh, this beauty. <laughs> um, we've all played Skyrim on a TV, on a, a, a monitor, um, playing it on a keyboard, playing it with a controller in our hand. Yeah, but it is a third brand new experience, going from a big monitor where you have the whole world in front of you to this small compact portable device. It really does feel brand new and it feels great. And the controls are, are amazingly smooth and the bugs are still there and the game is as terrible as it ever been <laughs> imposed. But I mean, that's this charm of Skyrim of, of the beauty of it. And it, yeah. it's there and it feels so smooth so, um, geez, I don't know. I don't even know where to begin on this. Um, you were saying it's like a completely brand new experience, but yet it's it's a game that we've all been. I mean, we've we've oh, yeah. all we've all played. I mean, everyone listening to this show, we've all played it. Um, we love it. We love Skyrim. How is it? Uh, and, and there's a ton of a ton of listeners right now, probably not in their head, uh, you know, saying, you know, yes, Dave, you totally agree because a bunch of our listeners actually got. They have this. I've been getting, you know, tweets sent um, sent to us on the Twitter feed. You know, right. can't wait. Got a switch. I'm so excited. I'm getting Skyrim Switch. I got it. It's amazing. What what makes it new? I mean, it's it's not new. It's not. There's nothing new about this game, whether it's on well, the no, VR it's, it's or not. It's definitely the way it feels in your hand. It's a different way of control. It it feels different. The way you the you know input of it, it being on a smaller screen where. Everything looks so crisp because it's, you know, such a, a higher pixel density for the size of the screen. It looks crisp. It feels crisp. It feels fluid, very fluid. But it's just, for whatever reason, it's different. And it feels good. Hmm. Um, I could ask the same thing because you have the VR version, right? Well, well yeah, I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. But I feel like we're just scratching the surface here of, of the Switch and... Um... You know this. Um, I don't know if you've been you've been following what we've been doing lately, but um, you know when I can't get a full episode of, of Elder Scrolls off the record out, um, we we're doing what I what these little what I call micro blogs. They they're essentially like fireside chats, really. Just, right. just no bones about it. No no scripting, nothing like that. A little Elder Scrolls music in the background, um, hanging out, chatting about about this and that. That's that's new in in the um, Elder Scrolls world. Um, so, um, so because because Thanksgiving's coming up this week, and I have to work the Thanksgiving Day Parade, my whole week just got shot. Um, all the plans that I had had to get moved, and I can't do Elder Scrolls off the record. So, <clears throat> um, I wanted to jump on this with you because you got the Switch. You yep. know, I, I got the VR version. I thought this is this is going to be a great chance to really you know, just two of us sit down, have you back on the show for the first time, in probably about three and a half years. <laughs> and um, I don't think it's that long. Well, I mean, um, the last episode might have been around 2014, summer of 2014. So two and a half years. Two and a half years. Wow. 
So so yeah, it's just a great opportunity. I want to hear more about um I want to hear more about the switch and 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 whatnot. So you you said um you said you pre-ordered the switch, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the second it released for pre-order, I was on it. Was that because you knew Skyrim was coming out for it or Oh no, it's because Stardew Valley was coming out on it. Okay. <laughs> I had to go farming. You had to go farming for in Stardew yeah. Valley. Um now now the the you know Skyrim on the Switch that was just like an immediate like must pre-order thing for you, right? Oh yeah. They actually had a pre-order system that they they rolled out with Skyrim. So I hopped on that as well. I read the the instructions on it. It seemed like you were just going to get the base game, but after I started up the game, it's Skyrim and all three expansions. Right. So it was very surprising. I I thought that was something I had to actually order as well, but the pre-order included everything. And I don't know if that's just for the pre-order or what, but I got the full package. Um, <clears throat> the as for the games that came with it, I you know I don't know if you had a chance to try the new Zelda game. No. Uh, Breath of the Wild. <clears throat> no. Of Arwen. Yeah. We need to have a talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a switch though. I I will mail my switch to you. <laughs> no, you won't. You're playing Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> because uh you are a huge Zelda fan. Yeah. And uh let me tell you, man, they do Zelda right. Yeah. They they really do. It's I was... like if Zelda and Skyrim got together and made something beautiful. Wow. That sounds like exactly up my alley, to be honest with you. It's amazing. One of the best games I've ever played. How how does um the the, uh, the switch in your hands versus the switch docked on your TV? What's the best experience in your opinion? So that's the thing. Um, they're different experiences. I would imagine they definitely are. Because yeah. let me show you um, the switch itself. Okay, he's holding up the, the switch controllers. Here. Yeah, the Joy-Cons. And while it's in your hand, it feels like, you know, just a Game Boy, right? Right. You can take out these controllers, and they feel very adequate for your hand, except for the one in your this hand, that that controller, the, the stick, yeah, so just doesn't feel right. There's a stick in the, the right Joy-Con, the right, like, controller that yeah. attaches to the screen. It just... I mean, when it's docked in the system, I mean, yeah, it feels great. Like when you're actually holding the switch with the the controllers actually part of it, yeah, it feels like a cohesive unit. It fits right in your hand. But when you're trying to hold them as separate controllers, I'm not really a fan of it. So what I do is I have the Joy Cons attached when I do mobile, or I have one of these bad boys. And I go old school with a, now, a pro controller. Now that now the the controller you know, now Dave's holding up a controller right now. It's uh, now is that a you said it's a pro controller? Is that actually yeah. like a specifically like a Nintendo controller? Yeah, it's a Nintendo that? specific device, uh, USB C, uh, technically Bluetooth 4.0, but it's specific to set up to connect to a uh, Nintendo Switch. But the controller is like the iconic. You know, old school, established 
Xbox 360 style controller layout. Right. I was actually going to ask you because it, it looks so Xbox 360. Yeah, I, I mean, was going to ask you if if you have an Xbox 360, like if you if you've compared yeah, the two. Right. Uh, I have another one sitting around here somewhere, but yeah, I just don't have it on hand. But uh, yeah, they are so similar and they feel great. I mean, it has that. That yeah. feeling, that proper feeling that you should have in your hand when you're using a controller. And one thing that they've done better with the controller that they've integrated because it's on the Switch is you have all the normal functionality that you'd expect from using a 360 controller on a 360 or, or Xbox One or whatever the heck you're using Skyrim on. I don't care. Um, but they've integrated motion controls even with the Pro Controller. So that really? How they do that? Tuned, you get the little itty bitty movements when you're aiming a uh, bow and arrow, like that you just can't get with the the joystick. You can barely move your controller, and it'll inch down just enough for you to get the right shot. Really? Now, d- now, so so when you're using the um, what do you call it? The Joy controller? Is that what that is? The Joy Cons? Yeah. Apparently, you can do that too, but I just haven't done it because they suck. No, I mean the actual, like, the large controller that you're holding up there that Nintendo yeah, puts out. Yeah, the Pro Controller? Yeah, Pro Controller, okay. Yeah. All right, so so the Pro Controller actually has um, some sort of movement tracking device yeah, on there. Yeah, it has motion control and uh, what they call haptic feedback, so it rumbles during certain times, too, properly as you'd want it to. Now, do they sell Feels... the Pro Controller separately from the Switch? Yeah, yeah, they do. That's what, like 50 uh-huh. bucks? I don't know. I got it as a present, but I think it is somewhere around there. Okay. Okay. All right. So then, okay. So I'm gonna so let walk me through this a little bit. You uh, you fire up Skyrim on the Switch. If it's docked, you grab your Pro controller. Exactly. If you undock it, you're just having a great time with this thing, like you know, Skyrim Game Boy style, right? <laughs> yeah. It, definitely. So, okay. So, of those two, like, what what do you prefer? Do you prefer Skyrim Game Boy style then, or do you prefer like you know Skyrim with the with the Pro controller? Well, this this brings me back earlier in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, I've been playing it a lot just on my big ass TV with the Pro controller. Mm-hmm. Um, just enjoying that. That's been the majority of my time, probably ninety percent. But that ten percent of pooping and playing <laughs> at the same time, man. You can't beat it. I gotta ask you. I mean, here, here you are. You're you just you just sat down for for a little uh, a little lunch, right? You fire up the uh, you fire up Skyrim with your pro controller, and you're like, man, you know, digestion has occurred, and I I may need to poop. <laughs> Do you just put the pro controller down and just undock your your uh, your switch and just walk into the bathroom with that thing? And it's you like can, freaking yeah, seamless. Yeah, just grab it and go, man. Because <laughs> the switch. Um, actively changes between outputs. So you can have it docked yeah. while playing, grab it and go, and it swaps right over to the screen on board. Wow. And if you dock it, it immediately swaps back to the TV. No button pressing, no interruptions, nothing. Just about as seamless as zipping up your fly after you're done in the bathroom, huh? That's all it is. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really great. So I could see that being being like a, a a big a big thing. Have you have you left the house with the with the uh, with the switch and you know like your girlfriend uh, is driving and you're just you know just just skyrimming away in the the, the front well, seat there? No, just because I haven't left the house. 
Mm. I've been playing Skyrim. I can see how that would be... <laughs> how that would get in the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um... The game itself, I mean, how's I mean the when you're playing it on the Switch, I mean, can you how's the how's the sound, how's the gameplay, how's um, how's uh, how's the video settings? I mean, how is all of that? So, I've noticed on a few games that there's issues with the firmware of the Switch, where if um, certain sounds overlay in a certain way, it causes the sound to error out, and you'll get a big crackle. It only happens for a second. The game resets the sound where it was, and it keeps going. Um, it's been a trooper. Now, I've had issues on other games like Stardew Valley where you get the issue. It causes the sound to either go into a repeat or it fails altogether. Um, but as for Skyrim, it's done great. It doesn't hasn't aired out on the sound. But I've had it error out on... Um, changing scenes so you get that loading screen i've had an error out there twice um now when you mean error out does does the whole thing just shut down or or it freezes but again bethesda is bethesda so it's better than i would have expected you know yeah uh i probably didn't play for the first week i first got skyrim on my computer because i was playing with all the doodads and bobbles and trying to play with it and get it looking just right. This one started up right away and has failed on me twice out of, what, 30 hours of gameplay I put in it over the past day. 30 hours of gameplay? Yeah. No, I haven't put that much time in it yet. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like... I mean, <laughs> I wonder. I... Let's see what my save says. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me a little bit about the game that you're playing right now because, I mean, it looks... I gotta be honest with you. I'm watching you, you know, sort of, you know... Uh, dawdle around with this thing in your hand and it looks comfortable as hell oh it is very comfortable it really looks it it like fits perfect um how many hours i'm 27 hours you're not i mean you (laughs) jesus it's been out for two days i have 27 hours into it already holy god 27 uh, hours like i said i haven't left the house much yet (laughs) (laughs) But um, it, it's beautiful. It works really well. The sound is surprisingly good. And even when portable, you can tell where sounds are coming from. It does do it like a surround sound kind of thing. I'm just going to go ahead and pause the background music we got going on here. Wow. So. Wow. It's surprising, but it, it actually yeah. is very good and very smooth very reactive there's no lag input lag whatsoever even with the joy con compared to the pro controller there's no difference it completely is responsive in every way wow that's especially for nintendo i mean let's face it nintendo is not known for for porting over third party uh games to its hardware successfully I mean, yep. I'm sure we remember the the Resident Evil 2 um, massacre that that it had. The, I think it was the GameCube had. And yeah, it looked horrible. Oh yeah, it used to be you would have PlayStation and Xbox, and man, and then you'd have the really crappy Nintendo ports. Yeah, uh, this one is not a crappy Nintendo port. Given this is a game that's what 
six years yeah. old. Yeah. But man, they did it right. Awesome. That's amazing. Uh, all right. Um, tell us about your character on, on, on the Skyrim switch. I mean, first of all, how long has it been since you've played Skyrim since you picked it up on the switch? So no. Okay. The last time I was on ESOTR was about the time I was leaving the, uh, ESO, mm-hmm. uh, which ESO has been out for three years. It was about six months in that I right. stopped playing. Yeah. Around, around so, July. July, August, around there. Somewhere around there. Yeah. It was before I started playing ESO. So it's been about three years since I played Skyrim. And even then, I still made the same freaking character I always make. Yeah, what's that? Uh, well, instead of pick, picking a dark elf, because I normally pick a dark elf, I played it smart. I went with a high elf because I just hate Nords. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I just I feel they should be subjugated. Um, you know you're gonna get tweets now from uh, from Wicked Wolf saying how dare you roll a, an Altmer. I know, scum. right? Rob's gonna. It's okay. Tweet you. It's okay. I I shoot Thalmer in the head <laughs> um, when you're not playing him. <laughs> so I I went and immediately the first quest line I did to completion was I went to the uh, College of Winterhold. Mm-hmm. And I am the Archmage. And I focused a lot on... Um, what is that one? Where you can conjure conjuration? Okay, yeah. Because I went conjured bow again. Which I always do. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, well now it's time to start the other main one I like to do. Which is... Uh, doing the Assassin's. Well, you can't just start the Assassin's Guild quest, can you? Right. Dark Brotherhood? Dark Brotherhood, oh, yeah. So I had to do the Mahoon's Razor quest. Because Dagon's my boy. Okay. Basically. Wow. So you've actually so, started the Dark Brotherhood? Well, yeah. I, I've started it. I just haven't gotten past killing the three people in the hut. All right. Which, you know, with you know that whole thing. Like, if she doesn't tell you who has the contract, yeah. you have to go into the hut, kill one of them, and then you always got to go one. There's three people here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that means three people need to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what uh, what levels your character right now? So he's a alter altmer uh, sneak thief conjurate conjuration sort of guy. Yeah. Um, let's, let's see it, see. Dave. What level? What level am I? 20, ah! 27 hours of gameplay in, in two I'll days. I'll let you take a guess. I'll let you take a guess. I'm going to go with uh, you're your in the 30s, low 30s. I'm going to say 32. <laughs> 32. What are you, you showing me that? here? It's level, what is that, 30? 30. <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah, I was I got there within two levels. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty close, but I do <laughs> a lot of uh jacking around. I've been doing a lot of pickpocketing and trying to do lock picking. Yeah. My pickpocketing is at ninety six. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? I'm a terrible person. <laughs> What's your crafting skill like? I remember you were telling me you're like, uh first ten levels uh, I I first ten levels I spend inside the uh 
just crafting. I get my first yeah, 10 levels by crafting. Normally what I do is I just gather stuff and just spend the first 10 levels just smithing. Um, normally I smith daggers and I turn around and enchant them. And then I sell them for speech. Right. Um, I didn't do that this time just because I wanted to play around more. Hmm. So I've intentionally, I haven't crafted one thing this gameplay. Not one. I've spent all my time just selling crap when I go out and have an adventure. I come back and sell everything. Yeah. And I've been doing so well for myself. I've completely bought the house. I've in wow. uh, White Run. So you, I've you got completely. It, I have a, like twelve thousand gold, and I haven't even done anything yet. Wow. So yeah, it's man this thing's got me hooked again this damn game it's like crack i saw the tweet you put out you were like yeah it's great to be uh, great to be home again yeah i gotta tell you that really like that that really hit home for me to hear to see you say that on twitter i was like oh man this is this is amazing that that you know dave's saying these things well it's true man it feels it feels like home especially because i was walking around with an Atronach walking right beside me with Lydia of all people. <laughs> and we walk into um, face to face with Mike, the liar. And it's like, yep. I know this place. Yeah, this is it. Here yep. I am I'm back in Skyrim. Um, Man, we had some, we had some great times, didn't we? Yeah. Early episodes of this show. We had some great times, man. We really did. Remember when um when Zoss invited us down to uh Bethesda? Yeah. That was that was incredible. And then um yeah. Pax East. I remember how you went and had drinks without me, you jerk. What are you talking about? At uh the place. The the Pax East. At Pax East? Yes. Yeah, we did? Yeah. You had drinks without me. I did? What did I drink? I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't remember this. I remember. Yeah, I, I came in a day late. Everybody else got there before me. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I might remember that a little bit. But we. we I remember falling asleep in in the uh, in the hotel room, and you were making fun of my feet. Dude, your feet are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like man. He, you have. Uh, cartoonishly large feet they are big yeah They're and i say that in the most respectful way possible it's basically like getting back to skyrim it's like watching those giants walk past you and then looking down at their feet there's a reason they cut the toes off <laughs> so they could fit in their shoes <laughs> yeah yeah i i'll tell you what if i cut my big toe off i actually start fitting into some normal sized sneakers <laughs> Um, all right. So, so, the, so this guy, <laughs> derail, derail, how do we get here? I don't know. Um, so, so Skyrim on the switch is, is basically just, just everything you wanted it to be. Is there anything like, is there anything about it that, that disappointed you at all? Um, other than the sound. Cause I, I we talked about that a little bit. The thing that was going to disappoint me is I was worried that they wouldn't have the expansions. Um, they do. So I'm really happy about that. The only other thing is I kind of wish they had some of the community, um, approved mods like they do on the, 
the uh, um, legendary edition yeah. that they have for the newer generation consoles. I kind of wish they would do that, but I understand why they can't. Um, the only other thing I really would like to see in this is, which I haven't done yet, is I want to make sure that it actually is up to the point of being able to uh, uh, have legendary skills, sk- legendary skill levels. Once you get to a hundred, you can basically reset the skills yeah. of a skill tree. I would like to make sure that that actually is in the game, and I haven't reached that point yet. Well, and that I'd be that quite came, surprised if they don't. That came with but, um, Dragonborn, right? So, I mean, and if if the Dragonborn expansion is is part, which it is, is part yeah. of of Switch. It's well, I've already killed some of Mirax followers, so <sighs> yeah. Okay, it's there. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, but no, it, it's. For the most part, it is Skyrim. There's nothing to it. It's it's funny. It's funny because it's a game we all know and love, but yet it's so defined by our experience and how we interact with the game. And that is exactly. I, I'm delighted to hear this about the about the Switch version of it, um, because it's kind of obvious with the VR version. You know, like like Skyrim VR. It's you you know you're going to have um, a completely different experience playing a game that you know like the back of your hand. Simply because you're you're no longer in first person, you are there, and it's your it's your first person perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it's uh, it's it really is something something wild. Um, I was streaming the VR version last night for, for almost two hours, I think, or just over two hours, and. Um, at the end of it, I just I just sat down and it was like I was sitting down on a um, on a rock and I was just watching the moon just go across across the sky hmm. in VR. It's just, it's 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 incredible. So yeah, let's talk about that uh, yeah. since we haven't gotten into it yet. How is the VR experience? Fantastic. <clears throat> um, have you have you ever have you had a chance to to play any VR games? No, I'm very dependent on glasses and there's not many VR consoles that I feel do well with my astigmatism. I'm always, um, whenever I, whenever I go onto the, uh, the VR headset, I'm always wearing glasses. Yeah. I haven't tried that yet. So yeah, it's just uh, not something I haven't done. The, the thing is, is that, um, and it's even, it's happening right now. Um, my contacts dry out and when, when you're in VR, it's almost as if I, I forget to blink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my contacts dry out really fast, especially like my right eye, my, my dominant eye. Um, it, the contact lens dries out very quickly. So, uh, and I find myself like, you know, reaching into the, uh, in, you know, behind the mask to like, you know, rub my eye a lot and gets irritated. And so I just wear the glasses and it fits, the headset fits over my glasses very nicely. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, so I guess the only other question I have really about it is, uh, do you have to be kneeling the entire time? No. Okay, because I'm crouched in game all the time. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't track uh, your your vertical movement at all. Oh, okay. Um, as, as a matter of fact, the only thing it tracks is uh, the movement of your head mm-hmm. and the control sticks, the wands. The motion controllers. That's what gets tra- gets tracked. 
Uh, because the, the PlayStation 4 camera, which you need in order to get VR to work, is watching the lights on the motion controllers and the lights on the headset. So that's, that's where it's tracking you. Um, so anything that's not a part of that is just not going to get tracked by the game. Um, and it's 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 pretty amazing. Um, first of all, uh, when it comes to when it comes to VR and other VR games, big problem is motion sickness. Right. And even if you don't get motion sick, which I don't, um, I'm inclined to believe that you're going to get motion sick playing VR games anyway. Um, I'm not. I don't get motion sick. And the other VR games that I've played that I have. I've experienced either a lot or a little motion sickness, depending on on how the game is is made. And Skyrim VR um, uses a, a a mix of of field of view, right? Uh, um, choices that that limit that motion sickness down to basically zero. That's always one thing I was worried about. Is like, there's times in the game where you get thrown about like pretty badly mm-hmm. like if a dragon lands really close to you your entire screen just shakes and throws itself about yeah is that is that bad like do you feel it um you know the screen actually doesn't shake in vr mode oh doesn't it no because you're you're it's weird um it seems as if that in vr mode you don't need to do some of the you don't need as a developer you don't need to do some of the things that you see in games to put you into the situation. You're automatically in the situation simply because no matter where you turn your head, you're surrounded by the game environment. Hmm. And you've your ears have headphones in them. So you've got positional audio telling you where you are too. So two of your five senses are are completely immersed in in the digital environment. And the sense of, of touch is um, is tied to your motion. So so you've got kind of like half of that sense sort of telling you, you know, the way I move is how I'm moving here too. So it's it's a very um, surreal experience. So so you don't need the camera to shake because when something hits you, you um, your body almost believes that you've gotten hit. So, how's the how are the controls? I've, I've seen one view of it, right? Where it was like where you had the PSVR controllers in the game, yeah, and it was very disconcerting for me. Yeah, it didn't look right. It looked like it would take you out of the game very quickly. So yeah, so when you have your weapons out, you see you see the weapons, um, <laughs> but when you you tuck your weapons away. Yes, you see the, the motion controllers in the game. Um, and that was something that I critiqued on, on last night. It does look silly. It does take you out of the game a little bit. Mm. Um, but it's kind of the standard right now when it comes to VR games. And I think that's going to be something that I think going forward, the future of, of VR games, which I, I believe to this day is still going to be a highly niche category of gamers out there. I think virtual reality games are going to be a niche category. Um, 
I think they're going to start doing things where, um, you know, if your if your weapons aren't out, then the controllers just like fade away upon choice. Like you could choose in the settings to have them <clears throat> fade away, and how quickly that happens. Right. I mean, I was expecting it where if your hands didn't have anything in them, they looked like hands. Oh, they right? do. They do actually. Um, if you if you take if you um, if you unequip your weapons and you just go barehanded, then they do look just like hands. And the mm. hands fit your race, and the hands fit what what you what kind of gauntlets you're wearing. Mm. So so right so there is that. Um. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's a pretty incredible experience. Um. How is the combat? You were asking. You know what? Um. It could be better. Oh yeah. It definitely could be. It's not as responsive as as you um, as you as you're used to playing it on the console or on your PC. Um, hmm. There is there is a disconnect between where you're positioned, how the camera reads you, and your swing. If you wildly swing in the game, you're you're going to. Um, your character is not going to necessarily land that blow because it's hard for the ca to for the camera to track all of your movements when you wildly swing. However, right. if you keep your hands, you know, tight, close, close to you, and you you do gestures, the um, the the camera is going to pick that up a lot better, and you're you're going to find yourself far more successful in landing a blow. So you, it's almost as if you have to learn how to get the game to react properly before yeah. you can actually get into it. Without a doubt, it is a new kind of muscle movement for gamers. New kind of muscle memory. Um, hmm. your, your, now, and this is, this is just with the motion controllers. I, let, it, let it be said that there are three different ways that you can play this game. All right? The first way, which is awful, is the teleportation mode. You, yeah. take, you take your motion controller and you point and click and you just appear in that area if you point and click far away it spends stamina no right no <laughs> horrible it is horrible it that is atrocious sounds, i don't see how you could even slightly make that work it, it's terrible it's terrible but it's there because um there are people who, who would want to play this game and would experience a lot of motion sickness uh. I don't see anyone really playing it that way. Mm -hmm. um, I see people playing it in the other two ways. the With the motion controllers and, and regular movement, okay? Your right mm -hmm. motion controller allows you to um, turn by, you know, snap turning. Push the button once, and you turn a little bit in place. Push it again, turn it a little bit. Um, and it's like it's like a twenty degree angle. So you push the button once, and your character's view moves maybe like twenty degrees off to the right or to the left, depending on which button you push. The left motion controller handles strafing. Oh, okay. So you spin with the right by pushing a button, and you strafe you with your left hand, sort of swinging the motion controller around, and mm. you can point behind you and do the same thing. So it's a quick way to move backward without you know click turn click turn click turn click turn now move hmm. the other way which i think um i think a lot of people are going to enjoy this way as well 
is with the uh, the PlayStation 4 controller. Really? Yeah. And and you play it just the same as you would any other version of Skyrim on the, on the console. Just like you were watching it on a television, but in VR. Yeah. And, and that actually sounds interesting. You're completely surrounded by the game. Okay. The only difference I've seen with that is the snap turning. There is one thing as a Nintendo fanboy I have to say to that, and I'm not going to make any friends saying it. Um, what's the name of it? Yeah, that's it. The Virtual Boy? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that's my argument against a controller with your face stuck in a mask. It's, um... It's... It's it's pretty awesome. It, it works? It, it works. It really works. And it works for for a few reasons. Um, number one, the, the 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 field of view options that you have reduce um, motion sickness down to basically none. Depending on the kind of person you are, you might experience some to none, right? Based on the field of view options that you have. Um, but. I, I sat down, because after a while you get tired of standing for in one place for so long, you know, fighting enemies. Right. So I sat down for a little while and I, I switched to the, uh, the, the PlayStation 4 controller, which means I had to stop the game, save, turn the game off, all right? I had to turn off the motion controllers and then pick up my PlayStation 4 controller and restart the game, okay? All of the same settings enabled... I was able to play the game with the PlayStation 4 controller. Ah, so, yes. I have the Link gear. I wanted to show you this. He's, yes. He has the Hawaiian shield. He has the Master Sword. So right now it's set up to be used in portable mode, right? Mm-hmm. So I have my, my Pro Controller right here. I clicked one button on my Pro Controller. It's asking me, do you want to use your pro controller? See, popped up. Wow, done. And you and can now use the pro I'm controller. I'm using my pro controller even with it in my other hand. That's amazing. So that's all it takes to swap between. Now, let's say I want to swap back. Yeah. And boom. Wow. Swap back. Wow. That quick. Wow. That's that's pretty epic, man. So you can actually on the on the Skyrim Switch. On the Switch, playing Skyrim, you could take the Pro Controller and play using the Pro, Pro Controller with the Switch undocked. Yeah. Amazing. So you could just set it up, and there's even a little kickstand on yeah. the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> See that thing? Yeah. A little kickstand. That's you just really set cool. It up and That's really yeah, cool. Play it anywhere. Yeah. So it really is. It, it They did really good on these ports. Uh, especially with your saying they they have the capability of using the controller. They did great on letting people play the game their way. Yeah. Which is really what Skyrim has always been about inside the game and out. Options. Absolutely. Right. Uh, you they know, the, did great. The thing about VR is that um, you don't get that. When it comes to virtual reality games, um, it's, it's, you know, 
you're going to get motion sickness. You're going to get extremely low resolution games. You know, a lot of the games right now are just, they're terrible. It's just bad across yeah. the board. Just any kind of way you can measure a game, a lot of VR games are just horrendous. Yeah. And um, and Skyrim is, is the, and it's a six-year-old game, and it's destroying all of the other VR games that are a year to, to, to year, two years old. It destroys yeah. them in, in every measurable way you could possibly play a game in VR, especially in control scheme and options for the control as well. Well, that's actually a really good thing, not just for Skyrim, but the entire industry. It's it going to push things forward. It's it's probably what we needed. I I I think here's here's what I think about that. Okay, uh, first of all, my the only complaint that I have about Skyrim VR is the is the graphics. It's it is extremely low resolution. It looks exactly like the original version of Skyrim when it first came out six years ago. Oh, the. Uh, without the HD pack, correct. Yeah, it looks yeah. it looks very similar to that that old Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 edition of the game back in 2011. Um, but you you quickly quickly forget about how things look, and it's all about um, positioning yourself. It, going through dun me as a dungeon crawling fan. Okay, you know how I, you know how I play these games, man. I love. <laughs> dungeon after dungeon after dungeon after it's amazing it's so great you walk inside of one of these these um bleak you walk inside bleak falls barrow and now it takes you you know 10 minutes you run through that dungeon in 10 minutes right oh my god in vr the spiders dude 45 minutes i'm in there and i'm playing the game like i've never played it before the great thing about the motion controllers is that your left hand and your right hand it move in the game independently. So I'm blocking a guy here on my left side and I'm fighting a, a Draugr on my right side. And, and like, you know, I got a Draugr on my left. He's coming at me. I hit him with the shield. I turn slightly, you know, I turn my head slightly and I've got my mace in my hand and I'm knocking the guy with the right hand with on, on my right side and I'm still blocking the guy on my left. <laughs> it's amazing. I didn't know that you could use them independently. That actually is quite interesting. It's amazing. When you when you use this when it comes to like destruction magic, the left hand with with fire and the right hand with fire in totally opposite directions and your 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 two targets on either side of you with destruction magic. It's incredible. I love it. It's so great. And dude, See, that bypasses limitations of playing it on the Switch cuz Switch is the old school format you have on the computer. You know, if it's not in front of you, you're not attacking it. Right. Torches, Dave. Yeah. Torch. <laughs> it's so stupid. I got a torch in my left hand. I got my weapon in my right hand. And I'm running through this dungeon. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what's over there. I can't quite see it. I hold the torch up and away from me and I'm throwing light in that direction just checking out like you know is that what's going on over there what is that let me get a little bit closer it's no longer just like limited to you know so the it's not stable it's like an active light source that you can move, move. in the world yeah it, that's exactly what it is and it's great it, it feels it, it's literally it literally acts 
like a torch in your hand. And I didn't even think of this, but depending on if the cables are long enough, you could play Skyrim VR while pooping. If you had the controller. You could do that. You could move everything close enough to the bathroom. You could do that, yeah. This is true. I just I don't know if it would give you the same experience. <sighs> well, um it would be a singular experience, I'll tell you. That. <laughs> <laughs> taken this too far haven't i no no i don't think it's gone far <laughs> enough i think we need to talk more about about skyrim pooping it is a, a beautiful thing <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so i i can't i can't say um enough good things about about skyrim vr uh the only criticism i have is just the graphics and and it's to be expected at this point with with vr but I will say this, um, and I've I've talked about this previously on the show. Um, within the last six months or so, virtual reality is is still in its infancy, and as it is right now, it's unbelievably expensive. And I don't think if if you're really pushed to uh, get the money for this, I don't think you're you're doing yourself any favors by spending. You know, and I had the numbers on one show. Um, it's like I, I, I don't, I don't want to misquote myself. I don't want to misquote the numbers, but it's hundreds of dollars for the headset. The Move controllers are an additional hundred dollars. It's additional cost, and and it's expensive for the camera as well, which you need. And then the games. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Plus, you need the time, you need the energy, you need the space. This is the kind yeah, of that's the big thing. Yeah, this is the kind of thing. Like if you're living in an apartment and you've got a two year old running around, <clears throat> even if you had the money to dump into this, uh, it's not very practical for you because you know you, you don't necessarily have the space and you, you know your senses are completely overtaken over by this thing. You know you've got the baby. I mean it's. It's a lot of consideration for just a freaking video game. And I think, honestly, at the end of the day, um, the the best way to play this is in front of your console, in front of your computer. If you're in that situation, if you're the kind of situation where you're a grown adult, you've got, you know, you've got a family, you just got home from work, you want to plop down on the couch or at your computer and just play for an hour, what we have right now is the best experience. VR is kind of the thing right now where if you've got the money, you're a single guy or, you know, you, you make a deal with, you know, your spouse on, on, you know, childcare and whatnot. And you get over there and you do this thing for an hour. This is the kind of thing. It's like a party game almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's, it's, um, you know, it's something for you and your friends to kind of enjoy together. You swap the headset on and off. It's a novelty. It's fun. Um, the cost it, you gotta they gotta get the cost down and i think games like skyrim vr fallout 4 vr doom vfr i think these are the games that are going to prove to people that this is not going to completely overtake gaming oh no, no. this is not going to be the primary way we play video games in 10 years this is going to be and i said this earlier this is going to be like the imax movie theater yeah, I could see that. You know, 
You've got you're a huge you're you know you're a huge Star Wars fan. A new Star Wars movie's coming out. Go see it in IMAX. You know, Thor comes out. You're not necessarily a Thor fan, uh, but you just want to see. You know, you want to check out the movie. It looks like a lot of fun, and you 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 enjoy the Marvel. You know, the MCU universe. You're gonna go to a regular theater, sit down, and just enjoy Thor. Um, but man, that Star Wars movie's coming out. You got to have the ultimate experience. Bam, IMAX. That's kind of what I see VR doing in the future. Yeah, the, I'm looking at the prices on it while we're talking. Now, I work at a computer shop, mm-hmm. right? We build computers. I know what requirements it takes to play VR at minimums, at you know, high as you can go these days. You look, you're looking at without trying to fake it through some sort of upscaling or anything weird like that, you're looking at a seven or a 1070. Um, you're looking at probably an I five, preferably an I seven to run. So you're looking at a system. If you were to buy a computer, that's going to be running full VR with the headsets and everything else that goes along with it. If you're going to get an Oculus or something like that, mm-hmm. you're going to be paying in the, in the realm of $2,000, maybe a little more likely a little more if you're going to be getting the playstation vr launch bundle with a with the the playstation 4 brand new everything off the shelf from starting price to go you're looking about half that price so it is a lot more reasonable to go the route of a playstation vr especially at that price point with it being the most reasonable it's it's actually a great idea on bethesda yeah to back it and to try to release this on the playstation vr right it was when, a smart uh, move. uh about four months ago we ran the numbers on this <clears throat> yeah and um i was very happy to see that um they they bundled uh skyrim vr with playstation 4 playstation vr like I was glad to see that. That's that's the bundle, right? It comes with the game, yeah. the VR headset. Does it come with move controllers? Yes. Does there it come is with one the system? That does that? I mean, it is more expensive, um, but actually, it's on sale right now uh, through GameStop for about a hundred bucks off. How much in total? Um, I don't know what the price is on a PlayStation Four, but I can tell you the bundle uh, is three forty nine ninety nine. So the bundle itself is it's the PlayStation uh, VR headset. So that's headset. the goggles, that's the controllers, and the camera, uh, along with the game. So three forty nine, three forty nine. That's a freaking steal. Yeah, that is epic. That is amazing. Yeah. I, probably because it's they're trying to promote it right now. That's this is what I'm talking about. This is it. <clears throat> this is it. You know, you have to get that price down, guys. You have to get the price down. I think that is one of the biggest things right now against VR is is getting that goddamn price down. Because if you just buy, buy everything a la carte like I did, it's the, the PlayStation VR itself is close to that alone. Yeah. Um, it's I think I spent like three fifty. Mm-hmm. And then you got to get the move controllers. You got to get the game, right? right. Uh, the camera. I think the camera was like, I think the camera might have been like fifty bucks. I think. Don't quote me, guys. You know, it's been a long time since I've looked at these prices, but I think I spent three fifty on the goggles, 
right? 50 on the camera, so that's 400. The move controllers, 500. And then the game, an extra 60. And that was... I, I've had a PlayStation 4. I didn't even have to buy the... I didn't buy the console. Right. And I know the, the price you're quoting us is agnostic of the console. You're still going to have to get the console with So, it. the console actually is on sale right now, too, through Sony uh, for 199 That's great. So you're looking at 200 bucks there and 350, so 550. Let me put it in this light. The graphics card and the processor, the CPU core that you would need to play VR yeah. in a computer, yeah. just those two things together, the cost of those two things mm -hmm. equates to this entire bundle pretty much to get you from nothing to being able to play Skyrim in VR. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's surprising. It is, and I'm glad they're. Uh, I'm glad they're. I'm glad they recognize the the barrier to entry here. Um, I'm glad they recognize that. That's that's important. Um, that being said, uh, I still think that that you know um, the future of of VR. It's still going to be niche, and I think for a lot of a lot yeah. of reasons that I cited earlier. And um, but it, it certainly, like you're saying, this makes it a lot more tangible. You know, a lot more within reach for some folks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. That price point is doable, mm -hmm. which is great. And they need to really aim toward that because the closer they get to that $500 mark, they're going to have a lot more people actually playing well, it and buying it and buying other games. I mean, we say doable, but it's just barely doable. I mean, you're yeah. you're, you're talking about, look, um, there's a lot of people in, in America today that are that are making... 30 grand 40 grand a year i don't necessarily think it's doable for these folks I, I still think that it's that a price point like that is leaving them out um you know 50 50 60 maybe 60 grand and above they they might be saying it's doable um so i i think that the future of vr here is again yes that's a it's a doable price but i think we still got to get that lower and um, I think there's, I think there's going to be a point here where, where you know, only so many people are actually going to engage in this kind of gameplay, and then from there, um, you're yeah. going to see some diminishing returns. Well, the the big problem is, it's an ad hoc system, right? So it's only good for VR. VR goggles can only be used for VR. There's no other use for them. Where Switch, with it being able to be both portable and full screen it's basically two consoles in one one of the big points that they were trying to make with xbox uh back when they were releasing the xbox one um at that terrible terrible xbox one presentation that they first announced it was that they were trying to make it not only for gaming but for media right which they were trying to bring it in to be a home console not just a gaming console so the big idea with these is the more you branch out, the more likelihood you are going to bring people in. So for them to lower the price point makes that more reasonable to happen. It's all economics, but at the end of the day, if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. So, yeah, it's very true. All right, man. Um, well, I think, um, I think we've kind of chewed over the fat on on both of these things pretty extensively. 
So uh, what do you think one? Do you think the VR or Switch? You know what, dude? I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out. Um I think it really depends on 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 the consumer. I really nope, think it it was the switch. But good try. <laughs> <laughs> um truth be told, I, I think it depends on on the consumer. However, however, I think there are far more people out there who are are looking at the switch as as a as a viable option more so than the VR for for all of the reasons that that I I, I was calling out earlier okay with this with with the switch okay it doesn't matter it doesn't matter your your how much responsibility you have um, it doesn't matter uh, about childcare and, and, and how hard of a day you've had. It's so versatile. And by comparison to virtual reality, economical, that most folks can fit it within their time and their budget. I mean, for God's sakes, if you can play the game on the toilet, you can pretty much play that dang, dang game. It pr- proves you can pretty play it anywhere, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we brought that back around. That pleases me deeply. <laughs> Um, when it comes to VR, this is the kind of thing that you, you really have to, you've got to allocate time for it. You've got to have room in the budget for it. Um, you've got to have physical room around the space for it. Those are three massive things right there. But you also have to have the energy. You've got you to gotta be able to come home from work and say, yeah, I feel like standing in front of my TV for basically an hour and a half to two hours. As, right. as relaxation. Where if I get sick and tired of sitting in front of the TV and I'm like, man, I'm tired. I want to go to bed, but I got to kill this dude. Oh, I'm just going to pop it out of the thing and go lay down and play my game. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's And that's the big, I think that's the big thing. So so Skyrim Switch is is an unbelievably versatile way of playing Skyrim. It looks great, feels great. It's very comfortable. It's lots of fun. Skyrim VR not necessarily very not not a versatile game at all whatsoever but it feels great it's a sing- it's an unbelievable experience that you're never going to get anywhere else and and that experience i think that if there's one thing that skyrim switch and skyrim vr proves to us is that even with a 6 year old game how you interface with that game can completely re- revolutionize and revitalize the game oh yes there has never been a more true statement. And you would never think that that player input, literally, like player input, like like the user interface, the user input would be that would 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 dramatically um, change your experience of how you play that game. But it, nothing could be more like you're saying. Nothing could be more true in this case for the oh, same yeah. game. Yeah, six years old, same game. The versatility of the Switch totally, totally revolutionizes your 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 experience in that game. This the the um um the experience being inside, literally inside the game in VR, completely revolutionized. Bleak Falls Barrow, ten minutes to run through it on the PC, forty five minutes on the VR. Why? Because I'm ta- I'm thinking about tactics. Oh yeah. And dude, I'm just freaked out at the thought of walking into Bleak Falls, walking into that room where you hear the guy screaming because he's tied up in a spider web, and you know that that big ass spider 
is about to drop from the ceiling. Uh-huh. And you're going to have to look at a real-life yes. big-ass spider. Not yes. just a big-ass spider, but a real-life big-ass spider. That freaking thing, let me tell you something, Dave. I'm 6'2". That goddamn spider towered <laughs> over me. It, I, I don't know how many times I've killed that spider. But that one time last night when I played it in VR, it was a little intimidating. Without a doubt. I bet. All right, Dave, I'll give you the last word before we sign off. Well, I don't think I'm going to have the last word. I think V is saying it's bedtime. Yeah, you cat? Yep. Man, what a handsome devil he is. Look at him. My little baby. Is he a tabby? Oh, yeah. Aw. Look, he's, he's oh, like, he's put, me down, put me down. <laughs> what a ham. Oh, <laughs> he's so happy right now that you're petting his belly. Look at his he, paws go. Oh, my God. He's reaching up for the sky. He's got happy paws. He's extending his claws and clutching them. And You don't really think, oh, man, you can pet that cat's belly and he'll be happy. But no, <laughs> this cat loves his belly petted. Well, I'm sure he loves his, his belly being pet by, by you, daddy. Oh, yeah. Wait for my mom to come over. And he's like, who the hell are you? I'm going to go get pet by her. Yeah. Jerk. Um, Are you still in Florida? Yeah, at the moment. You are? I'll talk to you about that later. But yeah. All right. Good. All right. Well, um, listen, um, you know, thank you, everyone, for, for joining us here. I call it a micro blog, but it's over an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but. um. These um these microblogs they definitely help help me get uh get over the uh, the hump a little bit here. Um, had it not you know if it wasn't for the last the last microblog we did last week and this one we we would not have been able to to come out with anything for our listeners for two three weeks now. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, I'm so glad to be a part of it then. Yeah, yeah, and it's great it's great having you here coming back. I mean, we haven't had you on the feed you know for two and a half two and a half years, so it's it's, it's great. Um, well, that's mostly because um, is that your cat rubbing on the uh, the laptop? Well, yeah, the cat is like he has taken over the laptop. All right, um, that's mostly because Liz has driven me away with wanting me to write uh, parody songs <laughs> on a constant basis. I am sure that is nothing could be could be any more false. I'm sure nothing could be any more false. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, well, it was great having you back here. Uh, we definitely have to do this again. I know. I know the the listeners are gonna lose their freaking minds when I title this episode "Dave Adams Talks Skyrim Switch." <laughs> They're gonna lose their minds, and uh, so it's it's good to have you back. And uh, take care, everyone. Okay, we'll be back next week after Thanksgiving. Um, I'm again extremely sorry for not being able to put out a proper episode of Elder Scrolls off the record. Um, I'm hoping this makes up for it. Uh, we will be doing uh, late, late night Elder Scrolls on Sunday night. And then um, we're actually going to be doing a bunch of episodes on on, on Twitch for uh, QGMTG, Quest Gaming Magic the Gathering with myself and Mithril. Um, and then the week starts up all over again. Saturday and Sunday is the new nights for late, late night Elder Scrolls with myself and Zephan uh, on Twitch. And then um, Friday night is going to be uh, another episode of QG MTG, Quest Gaming Magic the Gathering. So uh, join that. We're uh, I've been working with Mithril now for a while. Where he's trying to, he's been putting a lot of thought into that that stream. 
We're gonna be, uh, we are actually gonna be covering some lore now on top of, uh, you know, a couple of gameplay um, moments, a couple of games. We're gonna, we're gonna play a little one-on-one uh, -on -one with uh, with Ixalan and uh, the new, the new uh, format for for Magic: The Gathering. We're gonna cover a little, a little lore, and uh, we might even do a crack a pack. Uh, I've got some physical copies here. Of, uh, <clears throat> I've got some physical physical cards here for Magic the Gathering, Ixalan. And uh, I got a bunch of packs here. And we're going to do a crack-a-pack. We're going to run through the cards that I get inside the pack. Talk about them a little bit. Um, I have I, Ixalan's been out since, since uh, early September. I've, I've not touched it yet. So you're going to be hearing some, some pretty new bass shit come from me. <laughs> but um, Mithril knows quite a lot about it. So it'll be fun either way. So uh, hopefully you'll join us uh, for, for all of that on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork. And uh, before we go, I just want to thank you again, Dave, for, for joining me uh, for this, this oh, micro-block. This has been awesome. You have no idea. Yeah, it's great having you. All right, everyone. Uh, great, uh, great having you here. Thanks a lot for, uh, for joining us again, and uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, oh, also, uh, have a very happy and safe Thanksgiving. Get to where you're going safely. And uh, be, be a responsible driver and drink responsibly as well. Don't forget to hand those keys over to, uh, to someone who maybe has, uh, has been the designated driver. Okay, folks? A lot of, lot of danger out there. Don't, um, also, you know, don't think that just because you're driving soberly means you're out of danger. Um, when, it comes to, when it comes to Thanksgiving, those, those days that surround Thanksgiving, there's a lot of drunk drivers out there. So don't engage with your cell phones be very aware of your surroundings while driving please 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 be safe out there it's a very dangerous time to drive and uh we'll we'll see you soon take care everyone be safe and as always dave d i e n <laughs> force yeah Woo! amen see you later guys <laughs>